Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, here with a couple names you know. And honestly, when I set up this interview, I told him, I was like, man, I thought you all were going to be in different places. They're actually right next to each other. You see them in different windows. We're going to post like alternate angles, bonus features, uh, alternate commentary, all all types of stuff on this because uh, they're sitting there right next together, uh, next to each other. Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, FTR. How you fellas doing? What's up, Sean? Uh, not too bad. Just hanging out in Florida at uh, Cash's house, his brand new house, and uh, nice. You know, just living life. Yeah, now, not bad at all. Get to did, hang out for you, a little bit and drive two hours. Did you get this Easy. house within the last year and a half, like knowing that your life was about to change? I got this house right before quarantine and the, wow. the release. <laughs> so um, this is I mean, another I big a, move I mean, for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of knew like um, we weren't going to be where we were much longer, but like I... I have saved my money. I wasn't worried about it. Like I wanted this house because it was a good deal and I love it. So, well, you guys are in AEW now, and I mentioned all over the place. It looked like you all couldn't get to that ring quick enough to do a pile driver. It looked like you all were just like, you know what? Let me drive a truck to this ring so I can get into that ring and pile drive somebody as quickly as possible. How long had it been since you two like have done that? Because obviously there there are some restrictions where you guys were before. Uh, yeah, it'd been a long time. I mean, it'd been almost eight years for me since doing pile driver, but, uh, we, we said it earlier, uh, in an interview, like a week ago, um, we never came in saying, Oh, we, we got to do a pile driver. We yeah. have to do it just to screw you to WWE, uh, because that's not the case at all because they don't give a damn if we do a pile driver or not. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to do it, to add another move to our arsenal to pay, pay homage to Arn and Tully. And also to show that, uh, we can get over a move that's not, you know, anything crazy or spectacular. Yeah. Uh, we, on the independence, my finisher for the longest time was a pile driver and I loved doing it. And I got signed in 2014. Haven't done one since not even like in a practice ring. We never practiced the spike pile driver. The first time we did it was the first time everybody saw it on AEW. So it was just something like we both, I'm a huge fan of the pile driver in general. I'm a huge fan of Arnatoli, huge fan of the spike pile driver. And like you said, like, there's so many innovative moves nowadays, even like the Indie Taker, which is, yeah. you know, kind of a spin off this. We just wanted to go back and show that it's been the 80s and 90s since that was a finisher, but it's still 
just as badass as it was then. How has the transition been from from a style perspective? Have you all had to make any adjustments in that regards? I mean, like from from a TV perspective, even the shows are laid out a little bit differently. You got a lot of the picture in picture stuff in AEW that's around uh, a little bit more prevalently. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think much has changed for us. Uh, you know, we, we've always gone out there, whether it was on a, a live event or television, and we've tried to just be uh, FTR, try to be ourselves. Um, and that's what we're doing now is we're just giving, uh, we're, just, we're just given more of an opportunity to be ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's been a, we haven't had to change it a whole lot, but now we, we uh, have a little bit more say, I guess. We get to cut loose a little bit more at different times. A lot of times you're, especially the way they, they produce their shows up over at WWE. It's it's different. It's it's a lot more hands on. AEW, you get a little more freedom, a little more say so, and so we just kind of get to be more creative, like ourselves, and just have fun. Upon entering AEW and really the locker room, is there anybody that you all kind of made fast friends with that maybe you were surprised or or maybe you did or didn't think that you would gel with that you kind of hit it off with, and you're like, okay, I like these guys. I like their philosophy on wrestling. Any anything like that? Um, honestly, one of the very few people that, uh, came up to us and, and talked to us that we didn't know previously was, uh, Sammy Guevara. He was very cool with us, uh, very welcoming. And, um, you know, he was happy that we were there. Uh, Hangman Page, another one that was very happy that we were there. We have some, you know, we go back, uh, quite a bit cause we both kind of, uh, or all three of us wrestled yeah. in the same areas in North Carolina and Virginia and things like that. Um, other than that, you know, not, uh, not really. I think that our philosophy is, uh, the 180 of 90% of that roster's philosophy sure. and that's okay. You know, that's, that, that's not bad. doesn't mean they're right or we're wrong or vice versa. It means we're better. Yeah. We're just, we're better and we know we're better. Um, but, uh, you know, we have a, an ideal ideology of what, uh, professional wrestling is what it can be and obviously, you know, specifically tag team wrestling. Um, and those guys have their own philosophy as well. Uh, but I believe that with our style and what we have and what we can bring to the table, um, we can help show them um, how to make the audience care about them as people and not care about them as athletes care about them as characters and not athletes mjf was a guy who oh, yeah, we, yeah. we figured we'd get along with just based off the fact <laughs> that he's the student of the game like he watches everything he's he's, he's as much of a throwback as you're going to get these days especially for a guy as young as he is like you got to think he wasn't even alive for most of the stuff through the 90s yeah and he's he's he knows it all he can he can he can talk wrestling with the best of them. And so he was a guy that, I mean, we'd, we'd never met him before. We'd never really interacted with him, maybe a little bit here on Twitter, but we, that was it. And so like when we got there, he was one of the guys that was very open, like immediately came up, introduced himself, was much less of a, you know, the version of himself you see sometimes. Cause I guess, cause he knows we'd, we'd beat the crap out of him if he tried to disrespect us. Hey, I mean, there's but still I, plenty of time for you all to do that. I mean, I fully oh, advocate oh. that. The guy unhooked my microphone during an interview one time, and then yeah, then uh, yeah, that that was a fun one. So I, I remember hearing a story that really stuck out to me about Dusty Rhodes telling you guys never to leave each other's sides, become shadows of one another. Before that, had you all already kind of like 
said, you know, we're going to make our mark in tag team wrestling. Like, that's going to be where we make our mark. Did those words put it in perspective? How does how does that resonate with you years later? Um, I, th- I think that Dusty, he already knew that we were together all the time. I mean, we were we were already best buds by that time. I think specifically what he meant was, uh, and that this was a big, um, this was a, a big eye opening thing for me for for tag team wrestling. I think specifically he meant. Uh, in the ring, like uh, be shadows of each other in the ring, like wherever you are, you are just because that helps with television, uh, with the with the uh, perception of television, because if we're together and they get the shot of us together, then subconsciously the fans are thinking, oh, OK, they're together. Um, it's also easier to shoot and easier to produce. But he already knew that we were best buds before this. He knew we were tra- we tra- we've traveled together for, you know, almost seven or eight years uh, in the same hotels for a very long time up until just recently, we were able to afford to, to uh, purchase different hotels. Um, But yeah, he knew that we were always together. Uh, But I think he specifically met in the ring. Yeah. And I think another big thing for him was, so when I did my, I did my tryout in 2013 near the end of the year. And at that tryout, some of the coaches came up to me, probably the first day really and asked if I knew Dax and I was like, yeah, we're, you know, we're pretty good friends. We, we've known each other for a while. We go pretty far back. Like, man, you guys that you remind me of him so much, would you be interested in being a tag team with him? And yeah, we've talked about it for years, actually. Like we'll every now and then we'll just say it when I get there, we need to try to push this. And then, uh, you know, obviously I got, I got hired, I got offered the contract and from day one of my promo class, like, He'd been there a little bit longer, so he kind of knew the system better than I did. He was like, hey, let's do a promo together your first day. And Dusty loved it. Dusty wanted us to get be together. So I think another thing he, he meant by it was be seen together as much as possible. So subconsciously, when other coaches see us, that might not be completely on board with us as a tag team yet because there were like, you know, another head coach that I don't think was fully bought in and a couple others, and so they're like, just be together all the time. So when they see one, they see the other, and they just put you two together subconsciously, and then it'll just kind of melt over into the ring, and luckily it, it worked out great. It has worked out great, and I mean, like I said, I, I love the dedication to tag team wrestling, because I believe I've, I've even discussed this in the past. There aren't many people who are wrestling fans that can't relate to having a brother, a cousin, a sister even, that you grow up and you're like, man, I want to be tag team champions with my best friend, with my brother, with my cousin, with anybody. Like everybody has that. People are a lot less selfish when they're when they're younger and they grow up and they dream of these things. Why do you think that it's the case so much more in AEW than other places? Because we, we keep a roster page and there are like 20 tag teams right now and all of them are good. Like why, why do you think that, that that is such an investment in AEW as opposed to other places? And why do you think maybe other places haven't jumped on board? Um, I think maybe because right now, like the year 2020, you're looking at guys who grew up watching the Hart Foundation and the Rockers and the Rock and Roll and the Midnights and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys and all these other like amazing legendary tag teams. And, you know, we watched them as children, so that kind of, I think, got instilled in us, like, man, tag team wrestling is cool. And now we're all old enough where we've, we follow those dreams and we've trained to be professional wrestlers and we've achieved the goal. And now 
everybody's just kind of converging all at once because I, I, for the most part, we're all around the same age. We've been watching about the same, same span. And I think it's just, that's just a byproduct of all of us growing up, watching the same era, loving the same things and just kind of following that. That's probably the most I would say. Yeah. Um, even as a kid, man, I mean, I've loved professional wrestling for as long as I can remember, but as a kid, I, I really did love tag team wrestling. I don't know if it's because for a while uh, professional wrestling was, my only friend, my best friend. Um, but, but man, I loved, uh, I loved tag team wrestling. I loved guys who looked alike, who dressed alike. Let's put it like that. Like the gear was like, obviously I loved, you know, Arn and Tolly and Midnight Express and the Hart Foundation, but also I loved guys like uh, Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot. And I loved guys like, um, uh, like uh, even the, um, what were they, they were called Minute Work or something like that. It was just WCW yeah. Saturday Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Like, I, I love the dedication they had. And and you hit the nail on the head. And I wish, and I don't say this disparagingly, but I wish a lot of wrestlers who are t- in tag teams would understand that, that as a tag team wrestler and a tag team partner, that is your brother. That is your best friend. So, like, for example, uh, I don't want to go too far in the weeds, but when it's time to get that hot tag, man, you don't want to come in and do a bunch of flips and rolls and things like that. You've been beating, you've been beating the shit out of my best friend for five minutes. I'm going to come in and throw fists and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And that's how, that's the psychology of tag team wrestling, the simple psychology of tag team wrestling, but you can make so much around that. Um, But, you know, uh, going back to your original question of why it hasn't been prevalent in other places besides AEW, I think for so long, tag team wrestling has been bastardized. You know, um, I think that uh, it's it's one of those things that's been set on the back burner for a very long time because one certain individual isn't a huge fan of it for whatever reason. Um, and then the fans just don't believe in it right now. You know, we've got myself, Cash, uh, Omega and Hangman, uh, Private Party, and the Young Bucks. We've got to, Ortiz. yeah, all these guys. We've got to re-educate Usos, New Day. We've got to re-educate these fans on what tag team wrestling is, how important it is, how much money can be drawn with tag team wrestling, um, and uh, why it's such a vital part of the business that we all love. Um, and I think we're we're on the right path to do that. Yeah, like we've touched on it before in a couple of recent interviews. A lot of the times, like tag team wrestling became like two singles matches where it was just, I'll do this with this guy, you do this with this guy. And the, it, it wasn't tag team wrestling. It was just four so guys doing some really cool stuff and not working together like they should. Like when we work together, we try to make it a thing where I can't finish what I'm doing without him there. If mm-hmm. It's like a three-legged table. You know, it, it doesn't stand on its own. Like it needs the support of the fourth leg. And if I, if I start something – and especially there's a blind tag and some misdirection and this and that, and it finishes with a double team. That's the, that's the beauty of tag team wrestling because I couldn't do that on my own. And people like somewhere along the way it got lost, but I think the teams we just named are doing a, a hell of a job in bringing that back and making people realize what tag team wrestling used to be and what it could be and what it will be. And Sean, I'll pat us on the back too real quick before 2016. Yeah. Before 2016, you didn't see too many tag matches. It was like you said, it was two, two, two. Even if you were a tag team, it was uh, one guy doing something with the, the opponent the tag out and the other two guys would do whatever. Um, and, and that was before 2016. 2016 comes along, five foot ten North Carolina boys get to work with American Alpha, and we show what tag team wrestling can be. And we made it. Uh, we made it a 
we, we became a cohesive unit. They became a cohesive unit. And we actually had an actual tag team wrestling match. And from there on, I believe in the mainstream, uh, the structure of tag team wrestling kind of changed a bit. Well, I mean, I personally saw it. I watched you guys work King Constantine and Thomas Kingdon in Columbus oh, yeah. at one you point. Were the and I was like, I was like, damn, they're, they're going to work these guys. And I didn't even know that they had started actually wrestling in the ring. And I was like, all right, that was pretty good. And That was the first match. They had yeah. wrestling in the ring there because they were the body guys and we're at the Arnold Classics. They, so had, the, they had the protein like shakers that. they came out with. And they were the protein brothers. And so those guys had never worked a match before in front of a crowd. And they needed to be out there and presented because they were representing that market. And those were, you want bodybuilders to walk by and see King Constantine and Thomas King did and be like, oh my God, these guys are jacked up. Let's watch them wrestle. So we got the uh, the honor of working those guys. And we had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, can, you, can you believe they didn't think we were body guys enough to carry it? The honor of classic? <laughs> Oh, oh man, I, I wish they still did that. I had a lot of fun going to those shows. I mean, it was like eight hours. I know that you all were working two, sometimes three times, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the next day doing it too. Yeah. They were so fun though. That's how I uh, I met Rudy from Redcon. He's a he's a huge wrestling fan. We were at a gym called I can't remember what it's called, but it's in Columbus. And it's where a lot of the yeah. guys were going, and they picked us up. And he came up. I didn't know who he was, and he's like, "I'm a big fan. Can I get a picture with you guys?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, of course." Coming to find out he's like a really important guy with Redcon 1, but he's also just a, an amazing guy that takes care of everybody he can. That's awesome. That's uh, There's a lot of connections made there. It's such a big event that uh, MMA yeah. went there so, for a long time, and then I'm surprised there's not more of a pro wrestling connection there. Same. Uh, so the- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The like I mentioned, the depth of AEW's tag team roster has led to fans mainly online saying, Well, what if they had six man titles? What if they had six man titles? And I'm interested in your thoughts on that because we've seen that before with New Japan and Ring of Honor, but I, I probably couldn't name who the six man tag champions are and I watch wrestling for a living. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. You, you don't seem too eager for, for that idea, Cash. I mean, maybe eventually down the yeah. line, but we're still, like, that'd be, you know, trying to run before we can walk. Like, we, we're still trying to build up the tag team division and establish all the players there and make people care about everybody, every team as individuals and human beings. And so, like, we don't need to bring more championships into the fold when these aren't even established or less than a year old. We don't need to bring more like six man teams into the fold when we're still trying to establish, establish the two man. So maybe down the line, but I don't, I think it's unnecessary right now. 
Uh, yeah. Da- yeah, Dax, if you all had a third, who ideally would be that? Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> I think, I, man, I think that maybe the only person in AEW that is not afraid of the heat uh, as much as us is Jericho, but he's already got his own thing going. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if there are too many people that fit in or maybe we don't fit in well with them there um, because we understand that there's a there's a line between having great wrestling matches and drawing money. And I want to have as many great wrestling matches as I can, but more than more than that, I want to draw money because that money is what's going to allow me to pay for my daughter's education and allow me to pay for the house that my wife wants to buy, you know, and all the, the bills we've got to pay. Um, if there is one person I, I could pick, maybe I would say – the closest to us, uh, and he's a New Yorker, which so that's uh, that's pretty funny. Is MJF? He may be yeah. the uh, the closest one to uh, FTR who can go out there and talk the talk, um, and not really care if uh, someone gets a little heated with him. It, it seems but like to be fair. He to be fair, he is one of the guys that got upset with us for being on Jim Cornette's podcast. Sure, so I don't know. Sure, and I mean like the what Young Bucks and Kenny thought? Omega versus FTR and MJF. That is a money match too. Like that's one you just yeah. sit sit and look at and say, ah, okay, there, there's story and money to be made there. It right. seemed yeah, like there the was it seemed like there was story and money to be made there with you guys and Randy Orton too. And I know for a fact that he personally went to higher ups and said. I want to be with these guys. I want to stay with these guys. I want to work with these guys. And it didn't happen. I think, and, and for a lot of people, they say, well, why don't people go and pitch stuff? Then you see Randy Orton pitching stuff, and they're like, eh, no. And by the way, we're going to put them on different brands. Was that surprising to you that you all had somebody like that go into bat for you guys, and it was still like, nah, not right now? At that point, maybe nah, not. Because, yeah. <laughs> Like uh, Bray had done it, Roman had done it, um, Usos, Usos, New Day, Shane had done it. Shane, yeah, Shane so, like, man, the owner wow. of the the owner's son. We we yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I was like, that's that's kind of why we stopped. We started the stuff with the Usos, and it was it was starting to heat up, and then it got put on the back burner so we could do the stuff with Shane. Yeah, and it was going well because that was, you know, a hot storyline at the time, and Shane requested it. But then, like, all of a sudden, they just told us, you know, you're done with that. You're going back to the Usos now. But we had been away from them for about a month, and it kind of cooled off. And then we had to try to pick back up cold. And, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Like, there's – and it's it's not just for us. Like, everybody there across the board, like, things, like, get picked up and dropped all the time without explanation. And it's just – there can't be – everything changes on a whim so much there because I don't envy, like, the job of the creative team. Like, they, they have so many moving parts they have to work with all the time. It's just going to happen. Like, it's not just us. Like, it's it's everybody across yeah. the board. And, and by that point, like you said, by that point, we had – I told him that if they messed up this uh, this this opportunity they had with us and Randy, that and I'd said this one time before, and that was with the Usos, but we still kind of were in the fold with them. Um, but I told him if they mess up this thing with us and Randy, there's no reason for us to resign these contracts. None at all. Um, but, yeah, we – we watched uh, we watched Roman Reigns go to Vince and say, "I want to work with these guys. I want them to beat me." We watched Bray Wyatt do that. Matt Hardy, The Usos, New Day, uh, and then of course we watched Randy do it on a you know on a weekly basis. Yeah. The reason it lasted for six or eight weeks is because of Randy. He pushed for it so hard for that long. And and the things that we were doing with him and New Day were making 
it could have been such a great money-making uh, venture, but that wasn't in the, the plans. That's not what Vince wanted. Um, and, you know, you said you understand why, or you could see why guys don't want to pitch. And I get what you're saying, but man, why stop? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I stayed up every single week. We, we, we would get two days home and I'm infatuated with my wife and my daughter, but I would take hours away from them to sit in front of the computer that I'm sitting in front of right now to type up pitches and angles and storylines for me and cash to present to the creative team, to present to Vince. And it never got used, but I never stopped because I wanted us to be the best. And I wanted them to know that we're working harder than anybody else. Um, or, we're working at least as hard as anybody else um, to, to be able to be on that television. It wasn't for lack of trying. <laughs> just, and, you know, Randy respected our work. He respected our work ethic. I mean, even to the point, I don't know if he wants us to tell this, but he can't get too mad at me because he loves us. Um, he flew down to Asheville to work with us for his greatest uh, match of oh, all wow. time or whatever backlash because he wanted to get ready uh, and wanted to, you know, get his technical wrestling down and, and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we created a bond, a friendship, and uh, I wish they would have went with it, but they didn't. And I'm kind of, maybe I'm glad they didn't because yeah. now we're having the time of our lives. No yeah, loyalty to out. Edge, huh? After you helped him get ready? No loyalty. Uh, well, maybe, maybe there, there's, we a, there's both sides. Yeah, there's a few weeks. That, you know, that don't, we, don't eat the player. <laughs> yeah, there was a few weeks. We, we saw uh, how, how you did help Edge. Did WWE ask you all to, like, or I'm not sure if both of you did, but we, we saw at least one of you. Did they ask you to, like, sign a non-disclosure, anything to keep that under wraps? Or were they just no, like, nah? That was all us and Edge. Like, he went oh, down wow. first, actually. I went down a year before uh, Edge even competed. I, I and think we I, think I saw pictures Tom. of it. At yeah, Dr. Yeah. Tom's school, yeah. Well, well, that actually, was a different time. Yeah, that, that was, was Beth and Natalia. They wanted yeah. to work on tag stuff for the, the WrestleMania match that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I think that was the right one. But he went down, like, after that, just him and Adam with Dr. Tom letting them in. And, like, that was the first time that Adam had bumped since the neck injury. Basically, he had done a spear here and there. But he, he was the first one to get in the ring with them. And so then, we're, po- we're playing politics with the right guys, <laughs> both of them. But um, when when I went, it was just something where that was all us. He, I told him, if you, if you want to get in the ring and you don't, you need to get some, some work and just see how you feel, then – just let me know. And he's like, yeah, I need to. Because uh, he, he, he's like, luckily I have a Hall of Famer for a wife. She can do a lot with me, but I need to get thrown around. I need to get picked up and dropped. I need, he's like, you know, she's my wife and yeah. I'm the father of her children. So she's going to take it easy on me here and there because she doesn't, she doesn't want to do this on her own. So I need somebody that's going to come in and take the kitty gloves off. And so we went in and we just called stuff on the fly. And I, I don't think it even made, it, it may have made the clip. I don't remember, but we were just, we were just wrestling around. We weren't taking any bumps or anything yet. And I, I put him in a sleeper, had him send me off, like come back, grab it again. And I slipped behind him. I said, belly to back. And he goes, huh? And we just go up <laughs> and down. And that was the first big bump he had taken. And he was like, oh, man. He's like, I'm glad you didn't tell me that was coming, but I needed that because <laughs> he hit. And he was like, hey, I feel great. But yeah, that was just something that we wanted to do because he, he wanted to see how he felt and to prove to himself he could do it. That's fantastic. That, so, I mean, you all hit the free agent market in a – in an unprecedented time. I mean, unlike any other time possibly, because when you all hit the free agent market, people are like, oh, well, where are they going to go? Where, what are they going to do? But the options are limited right now, too. How did that affect your decision, or did you always know AEW is where I want to be? 
Well, we haven't made a a complete decision yeah. yet. I mean, we know we want AEW. We know we want to change professional wrestling with AEW, and that will come in time. You know, but there are other things and there are other opportunities that we want. Um, and thankfully, we both saved our money. Uh, we're smart with the money, and we worked you know, more matches than anyone else the prior year. So, uh, you know, the money we didn't get, we earned. Um, but we, we know what we want to do. We want to know what we want to prove to everyone. And we want to completely change the whole course and the whole uh, perception of tag team wrestling. And we'll do that with AEW um, as our home base eventually. But there's other things that we want to do as well. Yeah, we know we have a, a, the pandemic's obviously, you know, messing things up with overseas travel. But we have a small window of time before we make a final decision for a permanent home and we want to achieve a lot of things in that time. So we knew, we knew we'd be okay. We didn't, even with the pandemic, we knew we were going to be fine. Like we, we trusted in it. We trusted in wrestling to, to take care of us, even with the things that were going on. So it, it didn't change it at all. Like we, we knew like we were mid pandemic when we got the call, like we got, we got a text a few days prior saying, can you guys talk? I said, yep, of course. And we texted each other saying, I think this is it. And it was. It wasn't like a dreadful. It was an excited one. <laughs> so we we took the call. We we found out two days before the news went public, and he was like, you know, we can. I don't know if I should even go into this, but I'm going to. Yeah, you should. He said so we can. Uh, we can pay you guys out the remainder of your contracts. I would have been done in June. They would have added on his months all the way through September, because of his uh, bicep tear. Mm-hmm. Or you can sign over certain things. And we'll release you both immediately, no 90 days, and you can go. And we said, well, well to be fair, they didn't tell us they were going to uh, have a sign over our things. They, yeah. they made it sound like yeah. it was the easiest decision in the world. And then we got the contract because we were so happy. And then they put in the contract, oh, and you have to sign over uh, all these um, trademarks. trademarks that you spent $10,000 on. So they took more money out of us. So, yeah, whatever. But we yeah. said, we'll take the immediate release. We'll take the no 90 yeah, days. Just get we us out of here. Yeah. This, we don't want to, we don't want to wait another five months, six months, whatever it would have ended up being. Admittedly, so, when I heard these contract dates that were coming up, I know at one point it was like one of you in April, one of you in May, right after Double or Nothing. Then it's like, oh, well, the other one through September. Well, what's that after? That's after All Out. Like, I, I, It seemed from an outsider's perspective like this was a concentrated thing, but you all were like, let's get me out of here. Let's hit AEW. And it's worked out great for you guys. You all are on TNT Every Wednesday, it seems like you all are happy. You all are excited uh, about your future. Right now, as we as we wrap up, looks like the Young Bucks and FTR are on a collision course right now, and that is quite frankly a dream match. Not just a dream match; it's one that you all said we will wrestle them one day. Everyone will love it. Everyone will rejoice. I believe it was. Who knows if it's happening soon? Who knows if it's happening in front of a crowd? But Dax, as as we wrap up, how do you feel about the potential of this and your interactions with them thus far? Um, I think this, we've been on a collision course for four <laughs> years now. Um, you know, we there there is no plan. We have no plan. There is no plan of when it's going to happen, what we're going to do. Uh, when it happens, it'll be the right time. And that's, that's how it's going to be. Um, we have, like I said, we have many other plans and ideas and we spent three years of our career. We felt like we, uh, we kind of wasted a bit. Um, we wasted the time. 
uh, not anybody else. I'm not bitter or anything. I'm just saying we wasted the time and it was three years wasted. Um, and now we're, we're going to, in 2016 and 2017, um, the young, but before that, the young bucks were the Kings of tag team wrestling. And then we came along and we changed the perception of tag team wrestling and fans said, Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Not four guys standing in the ring for three minutes, doing a whole bunch of moves. That's tag team wrestling. Um, and that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to prove to them now. Um, and uh, I think to, to do that initially, we need to get uh, the AEW tag team championships and run with those and make some money with those and make uh, some money and draw some money with AEW with those. Um, and then when the time comes with uh, young bucks, the time will come, it'll be great. And um, hopefully the fans will uh, enjoy it as much as we've uh, built it up. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. There's no plan. I love that. We don't have deadlines and we don't have like something where we got, we got to try to shoehorn it in. Like we've been on the, collision course for half a decade at least now I feel like like you said and it's going to happen eventually it could be this year it could be 2022 who knows because like I said we have other other goals we want to do we don't want to just build our our hopes and dreams off this one match because we know that whenever like whenever it does happen it's going to be the pinnacle of tag team wrestling because we are the pinnacle of tag team wrestling so we're just going to take our time and get there when we're ready and uh you know and until that time, we've got great teams to work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got the, the private party guys. We've got uh, Santana and Ortiz to work with. Uh, best friends. All these guys we've got to work with. Yeah, we – and um, and I think, you know, and even uh, Luchasaurus and, uh, and uh, Jack Kidd. Perry. Yeah, Jack Perry. Like, uh, they may not like our philosophy and they may not like our style, but we will have their best uh, – showing the best tag team american tag team wrestling match they've ever had all of them um and we'll show them exactly how tag team wrestling is supposed to be and i think that's very exciting too it feels and and the thing i appreciate so much about AEW, it doesn't feel like a formula it doesn't feel like i can go into that show and say i know this 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 and this is going to happen i i couldn't possibly write a, an AEW show that would emulate it because I don't know what's going to happen next. And that's the thing I appreciate about, appreciate about it so much. Yes. It's different. And it's that's what I love about wrestling. Yeah. Especially from our side, because wrestlers are creative people. Wrestlers are, you know, artists, as everybody likes to say. So not having like a set formula and being able to paint outside the lines or do whatever you want here and there. Like that's, that's what we love to do. That's where we thrive. So uh, I could talk to you guys all day, but we're short on time. Let the people know where they can follow you all individually on social media. And, uh, yeah, of course, AEW Dynamite Wednesday nights. They've got Dark on Tuesday nights as well. Plenty of AEW to take in. Yeah, uh, I'm at uh, both Instagram and Twitter, uh, at D-A-X-H-A-R-W-O-O-D. That's Dax Harwood. And if you catch me uh, anytime after 7.30, I promise I'll already have a wine or two in me, uh, maybe a little whiskey, and uh, we and I'll answer your uh, your ats, uh, whether you hate me or you love me. Yeah, um, uh, for me, it's at Cash Wheeler FTR. Pretty simple. That's for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, doesn't matter what time of day. I'll probably have a tequila in me a little bit, just a smidge, um, and I'll probably be a smartass to you, so at me. Guys, until next time. We're out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.